hour three of The People Show. If you missed the, missed the first couple hours of the show, make sure to go back and check him out, especially the first hour. We talked about JT Miller, the Canucks offseason, what's next after Nazem Kadri signed his contract, and we also spoke to Kyle Turris. So uh, you may want to go and check that out from the first hour. Second hour, we did the mailbag. A lot of fun as always. And we had a fun chat as well with Arthur Staple at 1.30 about the New York Islanders, what they're doing now that they missed out on Azam Kadri and some other players. What's next for that team and the Rangers? And now, well, we have more coming up in this hour. Irfan Gaffar is going to join us at 2.30. We have Turf Trivia coming up later this hour. And we also have a lot more coming up in this segment. So a lot of fun already. And if you missed it, make sure to go back and listen on the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, last hour, the question was posed in the mailbag. Which 650 host would you like to go on a road trip with? Yeah. I want to turn that around to the listeners. Okay. Which 650 host would you like to go on a road trip with? <laughs> we gave our answers. Yeah. I think I ruffled some feathers. Mm. Uh, Bick will be coming back angry in September because I linked him to European techno. Apparently, yeah. it's he, not a thing. He wasn't too happy with it. He that. wasn't happy about that. But hit us up. Hit us up. Hey, let us know. 650-650 is our Dunbar Lumber text them box. And as we mentioned... Uh, we are going to have a very special guest coming up in about 10 minutes' time or so. Harleen Sidhu, uh, star of The Press Breaker, former UBC and Nebraska basketball star, uh, and Press Breaker, a documentary that Earth, I'm sorry, that um, Randeep also worked on, is debuting on Omni Television tomorrow at 7.30. So we'll talk to her and how that all came to be. And coming up at 2.30, as we mentioned, Irfan Gaffar is going to join us. Now, before we get to Harleen in a few minutes... Um, we spoke to Julio Caravetta yesterday, Randy, and you know he was on his way right after our discussion to go to Saskatchewan, and the Lions put their seven and one record on the line in Saskatchewan against the Riders. And as much as I think, as you know, media and as fans, you could excuse them for looking ahead to the matchup against the Bombers the following week, because. That looks to be, you know, a real matchup against the best team in the CFL. And, you know, the Lions played the Bombers already once. It didn't go the Lions' way. You'd think they would want to get some uh, payback or at least want to show that they are the better team potentially. But this Saskatchewan team, Randy, their differentials aren't that bad. They're 5-4 and four on the season. And despite the fact the Lions beat them last time around, I don't think this is a foregone conclusion. Like, I think tonight for the Lions... This could be a tricky, tricky game. So as much as they've been rolling, I think this this could be a trickier game than people think. Now, hey, uh, last week's game against Calgary seemed a bit tricky as well, and the yeah. Lions found a way to come back and win that game. But I don't think this is going to be you know an easy one. Yeah, you got a back to back against these guys as well. You got the Rough Riders in Saskatchewan, and then they're coming back to BC. Yeah, and then if you look down the the line, like that Bombers matchup is is sorry, way down, I mean, they went down 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 the line. A little it's bit. down You're the right. line, but yeah, still, yeah. the point is, you know. You've got a couple of teams out east that you're playing in the meantime. Like it's easy to look past certain competition, right? And when you're flying high at seven and one, you got to be careful with that because the trap game element comes up. And the Rough Riders are one of those teams where you say, okay, yeah, they're not they're not league worst like the Red Blacks. They're still a pretty average team at this point, but they've picked up wins. So mm-hmm. you you have to be careful with that, especially going into that stadium. You know the br- crowd's going to bring it. The defense stepped up in the right spots for the Lions last week. You know what you're getting with the offense. The one area of play that I'm looking at and saying, all right, if there's one area that you want to worry about is special teams. Mm -hmm. Special teams is something that they haven't been able to generate too much, but, you know, their coverage has not been great. So, you know, when we talk about within a game, this Lions team has been really good of 
changing momentum. Yeah. Or where it looks like that first half of that Calgary game was not going their way. They come back in the second half and take over, win that game, and probably the game of the season thus far. But you don't want to give the other team opportunities to get back in the game or, or take momentum back to their... And that's where I look at the special teams and say, if there's one, one thing you want to nitpick on right now, despite all the awesome play we've seen on defense and Nathan Rourke and the wide receiving group, special teams. Just yeah. You don't want that in, in games, especially that they're tight, swinging momentum. And one thing with Saskatchewan, too, their defense has kind of been, they've had performances this week, this year, which have been incredible, where the team kept teams under 15, under 20 points numerous times and look really good. And then they've had, you know, matchups where they get the doors blown off of them. So I think what that shows is there's a lot of variance, but when it clicks, it's really good. And like this text here, unsigned, says, yeah, the line for for Saskatchewan was plus five. I'm not sure what it is now, but I jumped all over that. Even though I'm a huge BC Lions fan, I just couldn't give up that many points. And I think that's a big thing to keep in mind here. And especially with this back-to-back coming up against the Rough Riders, it's a really good test. This is, you know, as much as that that Blue Bombers game, like this is now a real big back-to-back test. You know, especially, Randeep, I know you've been kind of wondering, as good as Nathan Rourke's been, and we all, as we talked to Julio yesterday, if, if you missed that convo, you want to go back and listen to why we all believe Nathan Rourke is a super talent and what makes him different and what separates him from other quarterbacks who have flashed early on the way he's flashed early on. But it's a different test when you face the same team back-to-back and then CFL certain challenges that do kind of pose. And, you know, every single new challenge is a new opportunity for us to evaluate Nathan Rourke. And I think some of us are kind of wondering, okay, is he going to stub his toe somewhere? Because yeah. just so we can see, like, is he actually going to do that or is he just going to continue on this upward trend He's on, it seems like. Yeah, and I think the real question for me is, it's not based on talent because the guy has it. It's about whether and does that change him as, you know, October and, you know, we start see, start seeing those games as it gets colder. Yeah. So I think from a talent perspective, he's shown he can bounce back in games. He's shown that he can utilize all of his receivers. If you don't believe me, look at the stats. He's been able to pretty much utilize every yeah. single one of his receivers. I think those questions are going to be potentially answered later on in the year when you're going to, you know, locations and cities that it's going to be freezing cold. Can you cope with that? And this is a guy that went to school in Ohio, so it shouldn't be too difficult for him, hopefully. But I think that's a big question because in a summer league right now, he has absolutely taken over this league and he is taking his team to, if they continue this way, that October 15th match against the Bombers is going to be huge. It's going to be for Western, you know, the Western Division supremacy. Well, right now, with the way the Lions are going, I mean, they win a couple more games. They're essentially going to clinch a playoff spot. I mean, they're 7-1 and one on the season. You know how the CFL works. You get to eight or nine wins, you're guaranteed to be in the postseason. And they're not even at, at the half, they're not even at, at the halfway mark of their season yet. I mean, Bombers, Bombers have played a couple more games. So, you know, we'll see where the Lions are, are at. But what a season for them so far, putting that 7-1 and one record on the line tonight in Saskatchewan against the Riders. Now, the Whitecaps are playing tomorrow as well, and I keep looking at the MLS standings in the West, Randeep. Six teams are separated by two points. So this, you're going from, what, the fifth-place team all the way to 11th are separated by two points. And the Whitecaps, that was a huge result for them last game around. They're kind of starting to get a little bit closer to it. But it's funny because you look at the Lions and they're on the verge of almost clinching a playoff spot with a couple of wins. The Whitecaps are going to be fighting tooth and nail. And I think it's going to go down to the final match or two of the season, given how these standings are are shaking out in the Western Conference with the Whitecaps being in Real Salt Lake tomorrow. Gotta love the MLS's playoff chase because you could have 
arguably, like you could have like the worst season for the first half of the season. Second half, if you're decent, you probably have a playoff chance. And you talk about the matchups that are coming up. The Whitecaps have Real Salt Lake, which is four points ahead of them. You beat them. Uh, forget making the playoffs. You're you're getting into the fifth place discussion, right? So your point about yeah. the point difference. Then after that, another team that you're playing is Nashville, who's tied with points, uh, the same amount of points as you, and it's currently on the outside looking in. So there is going to be a lot of swing games here. You've got Portland, Nashville, Vancouver, LA, all tied for the same amount of point totals, but a couple of things to watch out here. LA has played less matches, and Real Salt Lake has played one less match as well. So you're right, you know, they're all kind of jam-packed in there, but the Whitecaps have played a couple of games extra compared to some of these teams. They have. So it's still, the odds are going to be tough for this team in order to get there. And those, you know, head-to-head matchups against Nashville is going to be massive. Absolutely. But you still got to do a lot of work here. And I think those, those you know, those games against Nashville, that's, that's going to be a big one. I think the Whitecaps do control their own destiny, though, because no team right now, none of these teams are going to run away with it. You know, so the White, all they got to do is win. Yep. You you string together a few wins here, you're going to have a chance to get into the postseason. So, I mean, it could be a fun year this year where we see the Whitecaps forced their way into the postseason. We see the Lions not only being a playoff team in the CFL, which you, the bare minimum in the CFL is be a playoff team. I mean, only a couple teams miss the playoffs, yeah. so you have to be a playoff team. But you're a contender, it seems like, this season. An ideal situation for Vancouver and BC sports fans. You've got the Whitecaps playing their final game of the year on October 9th against Minnesota. If that's over and they're in the playoff, that's ideal. You've got the Lions that are clearly trending towards the playoffs and should be having some really meaningful games against the Bombers in mid-October. And the Canucks start their season that week as well. Like, October is usually a really good time for sports across the board because you got the baseball playoffs, you got the NFL going, all of that. For Vancouver, yeah, there's still a way that you can have three teams playing at, at the same time, potentially, if the Whitecaps can make the playoffs as well. Yeah, and... Uh... The city's been needing something like that. So please bring it. Whitecaps win tomorrow. BC Lions keep it going. And let's have all the professional teams here be playoff teams. And let's get the sports fans really engaged with this. Because I'm seeing more and more um, you know, people saying, I want to go and check out the BC Lions. The Whitecaps, have been so much going on with them. And I think they are making some positive steps in terms of the moves they've made. They've had the whole situation of Barada and everything hanging over their head and, and all the allegations and the investigation. So it's, it's a tougher spot for the Whitecaps in terms of getting public trust back yep. in. The BC Lions seem to turn have turned a corner of the trust seems to be building. Now you're getting to the point where you need to keep adding and getting to the point where you're having 25, 30,000 fans get into the game each time, but you got to be a playoff team for that to happen. And you know what, with the Lions... I look at that game against the Rough Riders here in Vancouver on the 26th. Uh, that's going to be key because how much of the market are they going to tap into? But they're playing the Rough Riders. Rough Riders fans travel really well. You expect to see a lot of people in the building that night. The game that I'm looking at, September 24th, if this team can continue to win, if they can take out the Alouettes, if they can take out the Stampeders on the road, and then they have the back-to-back against the Stampeders here in Vancouver on the 24th of September, and there's still a one or two lost team. So that building should be should be rocking. It should be you know a lot of people should be in that building because think about that. You've got five games later, and this team is still a one or two team loss or it's one or two uh, lost team. It it should be something that this entire market gets excited for before the Canucks. Come back. If they're good when you come into the fall, and you know the weather is kind of gone, people are away from their summer 
stuff, that's when you start driving people into the building. And I think that's where you're trying to get to. So, uh, you know, for the Whitecaps and for the BC Lions, big, big year. The Lions doing their thing. The Caps are trying to get back into it. Uh, all right. A lot of fun uh, we've had on this show talking about these. And we'll get to some more of this stuff as the show goes on. Uh, we are going to get a very special guest on the show coming up in a couple of minutes. It's Harleen Sidhu, star of Press Breaker, former UBC and Nebraska basketball star. And Press Breaker is airing on Omni TV nationally tomorrow at 730. And our, our very own Randy Janda working on the project as well. So without much further ado, let's welcome in Harleen Sidhu into the conversation. Harleen, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on the show, Harlene. Uh, having worked on this project with you, it's uh, it's awesome for me to learn about your story over you know the last year. It feels like uh, even longer than that, a year and a half, two years. But yeah. you know, I want to get your thoughts on this because it's finally the time has come where you know you're going to be in a position to see yourself on the TV screen. Your journey, uh, we saw it from Surrey to Nebraska to back to to Vancouver. I'm very happy to share this with a lot of people out there as well. But Seeing yourself on TV, are you ready for it? (laughs) Um, It's definitely surreal. Um, You know, I've had the, luckily, you know, I've been lucky that I've had the experience before as an eighth grader. That's when I got my first taste of being on TV. So I got to see myself then. But this is an entirely different experience. And it's very surreal. And I'm trying to just take it all in in stride. And um, I'm super grateful for the opportunity, for sure. Yeah, it'll be kind of weird seeing myself on TV, but I'm looking forward to it. What was it like being able to tell that story in depth the way you were able to? Because uh, we had a chance, and Randy sent me the link, so I, I got a chance to watch it. I thought it was an incredible documentary, and it was really well done. What was it like going through that process? Uh, you know what? It, it definitely did bring up a lot of the same emotions that I went through at that time. So, it, I, you know, I didn't realize that it had meant so much to me. Uh, at that time, I was only 13 years old going through, you know, what I went through in grade 8, but just sort of reliving everything even before that when I was at Kalsa school and, you know, starting out basketball and, you know, eventually finishing off my career to UBC to kind of go through it step by step was pretty awesome. And, and reliving it was so cool for me. And then to be able to share it with, you know, the people who were a part of my life throughout that whole experience was even better. It was like, you know, icing on the cake. So definitely one of the best things I've ever done. And I'm so grateful that, you know, the team chose me, you know, to share my story. And uh, you're a local star. So those that don't know about your story, you know, this is uh, somebody that was a phenom growing up. You started off at Kalsa school. You, you went to a couple of schools in the Surrey area and eventually mm-hmm. made the move to, to Nebraska and, and ended off at UBC. Obviously there's a lot of ups and downs. There were injuries. Yep. There was uh, a lot of, uh, you know, interesting moments, we shall call. Uh, you'll have to watch the documentary to really get into the nitty-gritty story. But, you know, one of the big things, and, and you were the first Punjabi woman, uh, definitely from Surrey, first Punjabi woman uh, to attend a Div 1 school in the NCAA. I know in the moment, you know, as this was going on, as you're in Nebraska, uh, did you feel, you know, did you understand the story at that point? Did you, did you know what was happening? Or was that just uh, something that you kind of, accepted or learned about later on yeah honestly I actually didn't even know that fact until I was at Nebraska and I it might have been sort of midway through my first year when one of the local journalists there decided to do an article on me and I think he was interviewing my dad at the time and my dad might have mentioned it and so I think the journalist just went and did some research and he had confirmed it that I was 
the, the first Punjabi woman out of Surrey to play Division One. So when he actually, he, he told me for the first time that that was the fact, and I was sort of kind of taken aback. I, I wasn't really expecting that. Um, but then, I, you know, I had some time to process that over, the, you know, the next however many weeks and months and years. And I didn't understand the gravity of that situation until probably a little bit later when I was you know, a little bit older and, and how much sort of kind of, you know, weighed on me in a, in a great way that I had, you know, the opportunity to sort of influence the next generation of ballers. And, and that's sort of how I took it, you know, is I wanted to be somebody that, you know, other, other Punjabi girls in our community in Surrey specifically could look up to. Well, and I think, you know, representation really does matter, right? Because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, we talked about this a lot, Randy, and myself, but just being able to watch other people in our field before us gave us, you know, the inspiration and the know-all of it. You know, maybe we can do this as well. So I think that goes a long way. But also, when you are amongst the first to do what you're doing, you also kind of encounter certain challenges. And I think the documentary does a good job of, of, of covering some of that stuff. But at the time, when you kind of feel like you're, you're a young athlete, and all you're worried about is being an athlete for yourself because you you have mm-hmm. dreams and aspirations. When did you start realizing that people look to you with responsibility? People look to you to say, if you're being treated this way, you need to stand up because it's not only about standing up for you, but you're standing up for us as well. When did you kind of realize that what you're doing goes beyond just doing it for yourself? I would say it probably started in grade eight. Um, and like you mm-hmm. said, you know, people will kind of understand what I'm talking about when they watch the documentary. But, you know, I, I went through a sort of situation in grade eight and my name sort of went out there into the community and people started to know who I was. And that's when I started to feel, um, you know, a little bit more responsibility and who I was as an athlete and as a person. Um, and it did, it, you know, I had to carry a lot with me as a 13 year old, um, but it did teach me, you know, what that meant um, from, you know, the future years to come. And as I grew older, I was able to carry that with more responsibility. Um, and so, yeah, I would say it started back in grade eight. And ever since then, it's sort of just been a part of me and a part of who I am now. And I've just carried it through. Yeah, that's pretty amazing because I think most people, when they're in grade eight, they can't really think of, uh, you know, figuring out their life and what they mean in the, in the you know, in, not only, yeah. you know, you're trying to figure yourself out, let alone, you yeah. know, have a, a role in the community, but, you know, you've yeah. had exactly that, obviously going on to do big things. Um, you're seen mm-hmm. as a trailblazer in the community, and that's why I was so proud to be involved in this project. You know, there's women that are playing today in the collegiate ranks that yep. cite you as an inspiration. What does that mean to you? Oh man, I I sometimes can't even really put it into words because um, for the most part you 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 kind of just go about your day and and you you don't know who you've impacted and you know who you've made a difference to in their lives and and so when you know, the team approached me for this opportunity and and the story started to come out it it really touched my heart because you know you don't you don't get to like hear about that all all the time right so this documentary gave me that opportunity to hear from, you know, other girls who thought that I was an inspiration or they looked up to me, you know, to overcome their injuries and, and, you know, it didn't matter sort of like what sport it was necessarily, but um, yeah, it's meant a a huge deal to me. Um, And I carry it really close to my heart because that's what I wanted to do, you know, this whole time when I got into the sport of basketball and, um, you know, I started to achieve my goals and I started to make it, you know, to Div 1 and, and beyond and, and it's just been incredible. And to hear these stories 
has been truly humbling and, you know, I'm truly, truly grateful. What I love about your story, there's a lot of things, but, you know, one of the first things you mentioned was that you started playing at Khalsa School, which is a, you know, it's a private Sikh school, which historically, and things have changed over the last decade or so, but historically, you know, athletes didn't come out of that school. Arlene, Mm -hmm. you were the first one. And there's a lot of doubters as a result too, saying, hey, wait a second, there's a, there's a religious Sikh school that's coming out. Uh, an athlete, this girl can't be that good. Uh, did you use that as motivation? Did you hear the noise? I, you know what? I think my parents and the adults that were around us at the time did a really good job of shielding that for us and protecting us. Um, Michelle Kelly, who has been there for, my gosh, a number of years, is like the person who, you know, besides my parents, put me on the path to basketball. You know, she got me started. And it was her, it was my dad, and it was the other parents that got involved with our teams. Like, they really protected us. Um, and I think they carried it on their shoulders. And, you know, if you ask them, they'll tell you that there was a lot of doubt. People doubted us. And who's going to, you know, we walk into a gym where a bunch of grade, you know, six, seven, eight girls with mm-hmm. our head coverings on and we're wearing pants to a basketball game. Like, that's not the norm but we would come in there and we would destroy teams and we would win games. And we started to, you know, make a name for ourselves and we just let that speak. And, you know, it was important for us to just kind of stick together as a team and do it for ourselves and do it for our community. And we, you know, thanks to our parents, we didn't have to worry about all the noise. No. And I mean, and all this always starts from a love of basketball, right? And that's mm-hmm. what makes you, you know, motivates you to go through this and, and gives you the inspiration for all of it. And even though your playing days are over, you're still very close connected, closely connected to the game, aren't you? Yes, yes. So I <laughs> married another fellow basketball player, <laughs> Manny Dooley. <laughs> so we run our own training academy now out of Surrey and Cloverdale. So, yeah, very much close to the game. Um, I've been on maternity leave and I just got back to work recently. But, you know, I want to get back into coaching and coaching young girls specifically and, and you know, inspiring the next generation of ballers. All right, we have to ask you a basketball question before we leave here. Uh, LeBron James signed his two-year extension worth all the money. Uh, the greatest basketball player of all time. Is it LeBron or is it MJ or is it somebody else for you? Oh, my God. I, I had to spread one on you, Arlene. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I know Manny's going to laugh about this, too, because, you know, he's like, take your time, <laughs> you know, breathe through all these questions. And this, of course, is the toughest question for me. <laughs> um, I, I am, how about, I'm just not going to answer that. I'm okay. You're going that. to no comment. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. See, I see, I see as, as a basketball coach, you have to be political. You have to make sure that you don't ruffle feathers. So you have that down already. So that's going to help you uh, yeah. down the road for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. Hey, Harleen, <laughs> uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, congratulations on obviously a great basketball career, but, you know, being able to tell your story and we're re- very excited to have you on. And, and I know Randy's worked hard on this as well. And I think this is really mm-hmm. important for the community. And, and, and I can't wait to, see, wait to see the reaction for other people to share the story as well. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Harleen. Thanks, Harleen. Okay, uh, bye. Uh, that is Harleen Sidhu. Couldn't answer the question. She, she got everything. I stumped her on the goat one. She wouldn't. We, she wouldn't answer that. So one. The, the, it is like the, it's the the simplest question in basketball, yeah. but it's also the most polarizing question it in is, basketball. Because then you open up a can of worms, right? It is like I, I've never had a conversation or listened to a conversation about who's the be- best player of all time without it becoming contentious. You can't have the con- you cannot have the who's the goat 
in basketball discussion without it becoming contentious. The only way is if like everybody in the room agrees it's one player. But given there are the stands for LeBron and Michael Jordan, and I'm, I'm always of the Michael Jordan club, right? Because yep. that's who I grew up Same watching here. and revering. It's LeBron, you coward. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're just but, too young. But see, it, the it, VHS tapes are still there. But we'll to, take them out. To his point, cowards were like, you know what? Screw you. It always becomes contentious. You yeah. can't have the GOAT conversation in basketball without it becoming a contentious discussion. Well, even before that, like the old timers will say, hey, Wilt dropped 100. Like, where's he in the conversation? Yeah. Where's, Bill's, where's Bill Russell? Where's this? Where's, you know, so. Exactly. Like this yeah. one here. LaFraud is not the GOAT. That's what you get. Yeah, well, MJ is winning Mickey Mouse championships. Mickey Mouse, oh, you six on. for six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I'm getting worked up. <laughs> That's how easy it is to get suckered into this GOAT discussion. It, it's awesome, though, because though, so Harleen didn't have an answer. Uh, Tanbeer coming in with no answer means LeBron. <laughs> so She didn't say that. No. She didn't say that. But awesome to have her on the show because, uh, you know, part of the reason we wanted, to, we wanted to share this story is that she came from a community that, yeah, listen, girls playing basketball at that time, you know, there was a little bit of it, no question. There was a lot of folks that were doing it, but going to that next level, uh, we hadn't seen it. Hadn't seen in Canada, hadn't seen in BC, hadn't seen in Surrey. And her journey is really, really cool. You know, I talked about the Casa School yeah. aspect, but, you know, she had some major injuries. She still made it to Nebraska. She yeah. came back, played at UBC. It's a really cool story. So if you have a chance, this weekend, tomorrow, 7.30, Omni Television. Yeah, it's a great local story. Make sure to check it out, 7.30 on Omni Television. Awesome. Uh, great stuff. Really had a lot of fun talking uh, to Harleen's to-do about that. And and we'll have some more coming up on the other side. We'll get back to some hockey talk with our good friend, Irfan Gafar, who also happens to be a Seahawks fan. And I know Randeep cannot wait to ask him about a certain quarterback, number seven for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, it's been a rough week uh, for Irf and, and Big for that matter. Uh, Seahawks and Manchester United, not not doing well. You know what? Uh, there's a United rumor out that is making me very, very angry. Very angry. I'm not happy about this rumor. I've seen it, and you should be angry. Mm. All right, we'll discuss coming up next on Sports on 650. It is the People Show. Satin Randy, Josh producing. Irfan Gafar is going to join us. For those asking about turf trivia, it's coming up. It's happening. It's coming up. Come on, you gotta, you gotta listen. Yeah, gotta good, listen. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah. Awkward silence. We'll see. We'll see. I want it now. Give it to me. No, it won't be now. It'll be after we speak to Irf. So stay tuned if you want your chance to. Get entry into the People Show Fantasy Football League. The last entry with Turf Trivia. Correct. After that, there are spot there are still spots open, but they are there they have to be occupied differently. You can't win them by uh, playing a game. And you have to follow through. So last year we had some bribes. Remember one? I believe it was Johnny and Lady Smith. I have a really good memory with um with text. I'm going to call Johnny out. He said he'd name a beer after the people show. I haven't seen said beer yet. All right. So this year we're going to follow through. If you say you're going to do something, it's got to happen. So bribes and good deeds, like that comes next week. Today is the final day to win entry via Turf Trivia. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Still waiting for that beer. It's going to happen. All right. Let's welcome in Irfan Gafar into the discussion. Irf, have you started uh, any of your fantasy football drafts yet or are you waiting patiently to get going on it? 
No, I have two on the same day on Ooh. September 4th, which is dumb. And then I have one like the day before the regular season starts. This is too early, I think. Mm. Okay, so September 4th is a, is a Sunday. That's a bold move. That's a like oh. Sunday. I have a long weekend too. No, that's true. Like, don't that's you? Know, I have way better things to do than drop my fantasy team on a Sunday. Well, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's other things to do. I, I think the best time to do a fantasy football draft is after the last preseason game. Yeah, like, that, week, that week like, leading week into of, it. Yeah, like just before the for regular season. Um, just before the first regular season game is totally fine. Yeah, but now <laughs> what happens that, is everybody has it like on the same day. You're right. Like. You, I have my two fantasy leagues. The drafts are happening at the exact same time. I can't do anything about it. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Is it is it the same, like, the same Yahoo or ESPN? No, or like yeah, one is a Yahoo. The other one's an auction. Okay. But they're happening at the same same evening. Man, that's a lot of simultaneous work. Yeah. I got to use one on my phone and then do the other one on my, on my laptop. You're or no, the other one's over, making okay, bids. Overrated, so. overrated, underrated keeper league. Oh, they're they're perfectly I think they're yeah, I think they're, if anything, underrated. Yeah. Yeah, underrated. I love they're them. They're fantastic. I love them. Because yeah, you can you can rip the guys that used to go you know used to be in your league like from ten years ago and still haven't won a championship. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on that note, though, uh, I'm glad we started with football. What round are you taking Geno Smith in the draft? Huh? <laughs> what what are... round are you taking Geno Smith in your uh, in one of your drafts? There will, there will not be. So usually I try and take someone from the Seahawks for good juju for my team because they're my team. There will not be a Seattle Seahawk on my football team this season. I'm just going to watch and hate my life every Sunday. Did you watch yesterday? Unfortunately. Okay, and how cringe? How much were you cringing during that game? I mean, it's, like, I get it, it's preseason, whatever, blah, but there's not a lot of hope, my dude. It's like how you felt for the last 10 years watching the Dolphins. It's true, it's true. I'm just glad, I'm glad the Seahawks are now there as well. Yes. It's, you you want to know why? It's because it's the Seahawks fan base that everyone hates. It's not the Seahawks, it's it's like the like the team's fine. It's just it's the twelve. It's all of that. That's yes. why people don't like the Seahawks. Yeah. Or if I don't even shy away from that, I totally accept that. Yeah. I totally agree yeah. with that. Well, I mean, I agree too. Who writes twelve fan on their jersey? He's just as dumb as hanging the seventh flag at Rogers Arena. Well, there you go. I mean, cut from the same cloth, I suppose. Literally. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, you mentioned uh, you know number seven and the Canucks. You may as well just kind of d- dive into it. And you know, it's really funny, kind of seeing. Uh, the reaction after Nazem Kadri signed his contract seven times seven to go to Calgary, which, you know, some people think is a bit less. Other people think that it was maybe more. And, you know, I mentioned this a bit earlier on the show, and we've talked about this quite a bit here, Earth. I mean, so far, the discussions with Vancouver and with JT Miller, I don't think have really gone much higher than, you know, the low 40 million total range, somewhere around that number. But looking at the Kadri deal... At the very least, the Vancouver want to sign JT has to be forty nine million. It has to be like that's the bare minimum. You have to get to that point. Maybe Vancouver is willing to go to that point. The problem is, would JT take that? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if the Canucks are willing to go to that point. That's a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, you look at the Kadri deal. I think that he wanted more money on less term, and they found they they came to a common ground where it was okay. Let's just do seven times seven. We'll give you. We'll give you kind of what you wanted, but a little bit longer term because the cap it, obviously. So that's the way that worked. I wonder if the Canucks would try and do something that with a little bit of larger cap it for a guy like JT Miller on a shorter term. But I, I just I can't see them going close to fifty million dollars. Like I mean, I know the way the market is and things like that, but Kadri now also under his name has Stanley Cup champion there, right? So that 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 does come with a little bit of pedigree, and he had a ridiculously good season last year. So you, you, you know that those guys get paid. But the JT Miller one's interesting because it's still pretty quiet. And it has been for, for a while. Um, 
and I mean, obviously for good reason, is we're in the middle of August right now, so there's nothing really happening. But once we get to Labor Day and kind of when guys start to show up and have those informal skates and, and, and things like that, that's when things are going to start to get interesting because um, is JT Miller going to come? Obviously he's going to report to camp, but does he want a new deal before or things like that? So we'll see what happens. I mean, yes, he still does have a year left in his contract, but I'm not sure, man. I, I, just, I just don't know if the Canucks are going to go to $49 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and on the other side, if you're Brian Bartlett, you're also looking at and saying, hey, my guy, regular season-wise. Oh, look at his fingers right now. Yeah, regular season-wise, my guy is better. My guy puts up more points, all of that. And I, I think you made a great point on the Kadri aspect, right? Kadri made sense to Calgary because they're looking for one of the areas they've kind of been deficient in is playoff-style performers. And Kadri puts up points in the regular season last year as well, but he really is a playoff guy. He plays that game, he plays on that line, and he played it perfectly last year. And all it takes is one desperate team to pay that number. And the same goes for JT Miller. If there's a team that's saying, hey, we need a power forward, we need a guy that can play down the middle on the on the right-hand side, or sorry, on the on the wing as well, is that something, you know, it's one of those things where you're you're if you're an agent, you're saying, my guy's in the last three years been one of the more consistent performers, not on the team, across the league. All it takes is one team. And I think the Kadri experiment tells us that, you know, Betting on yourself in this case is not necessarily a bad thing for a guy that puts up points. And, and that's why I think if you start the season with them, at, at some point you're probably saying, all right, we're going to test the market based on the fact that yeah, JT kind of strikes me as a guy that is not afraid to bet on himself. Yeah, no, I see, I agree with that. But, like, logically, does that really make sense? Like, are you really, really, really willing to risk it all? Mm. Right? Like, I mean, you know, you never hope to see a guy get injured. You never want, just want to see that, but... God forbid anything happens and he gets hurt. Then what happens? You, you know, you you're you're, you're throwing a lot of money away. So, uh, like the whole Klingberg deal in Anaheim. Like, what's he doing? Taking a one year deal. What if he gets hurt? He's done, right? So, I mean, obviously they might deal him at the deadline and then sign an extension to a team that is going to give him a lot of money. But I don't know. I just I, I it it would surprise me if JT came without if JT was back without a new deal. Um, yeah. That 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 just it just. I don't know, like, and I don't know why players do it. I get the whole bet on yourself thing and, and then things like that. But, I mean, you look at Nazem Kadri, yeah, he's in Colorado, but then he plays what he does and he earned himself a, a pretty large contract there. But um, the Flames the flame interest me because you look at that team, like you lose Johnny Goudreau, you lose Matthew Kachuk and guys that have put up ridiculous numbers over their seasons and they're young stars in the National Hockey League. I think they got better. Mm. Like, I, I actually yeah. really do think the Flames got better losing those two guys. You can easily make that case, and I don't think that's yeah. you know I don't think it's ridiculous at all for you, for you to make that case that they got better this year, especially on the back end and getting McKenzie. Well, they got another defenseman. Yeah, exactly. I mean you're upgrading on Eric Branson, and you can say that you're equal up front if you want to make that case, right? So I'm with you. I think they're a really good team. And what you kind of mentioned there too about training camp, because one of the things that you know I've heard, and, and it's pretty obvious too to some degree, but one of the things that I've heard over the past couple of days is. The Canucks, I think, would would want to resolve both the Bo situation and the JT situation in training camp if they can. I think they're going to take oh. another run at the contracts in training camp. And with Bo, I don't, I don't I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not going to pretend to say, say that they're going to trade him if they can't sign him. But I think with JT, what you mentioned, I think all parties would rather have some certainty on his situation before you get into the season. Yeah, I, look, I. I still, as of right now, have no doubt in my mind that they get this bo- that they get a bow deal done. Yeah, uh, right around training camp, if not just before, right around the Jake Milford charity golf tournament time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I'm pretty sure that that one gets done. I mean, it would surprise me if it didn't, but 
you know, stranger things have happened, obviously, and we see guys get traded and, and things like that. And, you know, people need to remember, like, brother, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin don't owe any of these guys anything, right? It, it's not like they drafted any of these guys, they're their guys, and things like that, and of that nature. Right? If it's a hockey deal and it's a hockey move and they're trying to win a Stanley Cup and, and compete in the Stanley Cup playoffs and you have to make a trade for the sake of making a trade, they're going to do it, right? So, you know, you, you took care of Brock Besser, you got that one done, you came in, a, you know, at a pretty good dollar value and and i think that that worked that that worked well for both sides so i think that that's what they're going to try and do with bo horvat as well the jt miller one is obviously the one that we're going to keep talking about for the next few weeks here until something gets done one way or another but um yeah like like you mentioned you know you look at the deals that some of these guys are getting and and then have gotten and i just i don't see a situation where the canucks go that high dollar wise I'm with you. Uh, you are listening to The People's Show. We're joined by Rafan Gafar of the fourth period. And Irf, you were the first one to report that the Canucks had had some sort of conversation with Calvin DeHaan's rep- representatives. And, um, you know, on that front, any any other additional information? Is this, uh, is this still a, a, a conversation that's being had? Can we expect it to be had again? Yeah, I think so. I think it's term, to be honest. Like, I think the Canucks offered a one-year deal and DeHaan wants two or more. Right? He's 31 years old things like that, you, you probably want to get a couple years on a couple more years under your belt, right? So we'll see what happens. I mean, there, there's definitely interest. If you look at the defensemen right now that are available, like I don't think the Canucks are making a run at P.K. Subban. I just don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, and, and if you look at, you know, some of the other defensemen on the list and what, what checks off the, the boxes for the Vancouver Canucks, you know, a depth defenseman that can play in, in both situations, play on both sides, it really is Calvin DeHaan. So if they can make something work at, you know, you can get him in at just under maybe under a million and a half. You know, I I, I think that they do make that deal work, but it, it it's it's going to be for term. Like he's, he's going to want two years. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I don't think Vancouver's interested in giving term to a depth defenseman, right? So I mean, we'll see if Dehan gets that elsewhere. You know, God bless him and go ahead. But if he realizes yeah. he doesn't, then maybe he circles back and just takes that deal from Vancouver. And I do wonder too, because you you talk about who can be there on the free agent market. I, I don't know what's going on with Rasmus Sandin, and I'm not going to sit here and link it to the Vancouver Canucks, but I wonder if, if they're at all considering maybe giving a cheap offer sheet to guys like that, because you don't have to give up anything unless that figure goes above $2.1 million. So I wonder if if they're even considering you know a cheap offer sheet for a guy like that at all. Well, I can tell you right now that they're considering all options because they definitely have to improve the defense. Yeah. Right? That, that, that's something that we've been talking about for the last three seasons. Right, and when you and when you ask people that obviously have been with the organization before and and things of that nature, it's 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 the defense, right? You have a really good goalie. Your forward group, as assembled right now, is pretty good. Yeah. Right. To to be completely honest, like it's 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 not bad. It can it's probably up there near near the top in the Pacific Division um, when 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 it's all said and done. But you know, that defense is 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 the one that's going to hurt you, right? Like after Quinn Hughes, I mean, you know, you have OEL, but you know, he costs a lot of money. He doesn't really do that much. Tyler Myers also making a lot of money, serviceable, and then you know you you have all these other guys, and it's just it's one of those things where I know that they definitely do want to improve that in some way, shape, or form. And you know if it is by offer sheet, it it's something that they're definitely considering. But um, you said it first out, I didn't. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just wondering, right? Because 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 if you look well, at you just look at um, who's available, I think the Canucks are considering a lot of different things. I mean. There's only three veteran free agents. I don't think Strawman's really a guy they're going to go after. I don't know. I don't think Subban's is somebody they go after. Dehan's the only one they've been linked to. And if you're considering other options, I just look at Rasmus Sandin and I wonder, like, is there a team that, that looks at Toronto and says they're capped out as it is? 
They may not even be able to qualify him at $2 million per season. They may just let him go, or maybe you're, you're willing to give up a third-round pick to, to get this player. I'm just kind of wondering, right? Because that if, if you're looking to make an addition that's going to be cheap, that could bring you value, could give you surplus value, it's a bit of a risk. He's the only guy that could do that, right? Like He's yeah. the only option I see. Yeah, no, I agree. I 100% agree with you. It's just it's a matter of if they're, if they're willing to get that creative yeah. and, and do that or not, right? I mean, I still think that they're... They did that. They want to add a forward somewhere as well. So, but can you, you know, do that it, without making a trade? Considering like how how yeah. well they how have no money. So yeah. you 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 have, you have to move someone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like you you got to move someone somewhere. Like when the Flames signed, obviously when they signed Kadri, you knew Monahan was gone, yeah. and it was just a matter of you know how how long it took. And obviously the deal was in place with the Canadians right away. But yeah, for for the Canucks, if they're if they're going to trade, if they're going to add someone, they're definitely going to trade someone. What, it's kind of like uh, Manchester United. In order to bring in anybody, they got to get rid of somebody. Uh, thoughts on Harry Maguire? Listen, Th- thoughts listen, on Harry? Listen, yeah. Arsenal fan. Hey, I, Dude, this is listen. my moment, Earth. This is uh, where we, Sat and I, can dunk on United. All right. Well, I mean, Chelsea dunk on United all he wants. Chelsea actually does well in the Premier League. Hey. What has Arsenal done? Arsenal's Arsenal's got a perfect record right now. All right, that's what I'm hanging my hat oh, on. It's two games. Have you seen Gabriel Jesus play right now? Come on now. Yeah, golden boot, baby. Thing. Golden boot. Everyone in the league, everyone. Yeah. Golden boot. I will no. say, though, I, I am a bit rattled today with the rumors out there of Harry Maguire being uh, being swapped for Christian Pulisic because uh, Manchester United is, is uh, interested in Christian Pulisic. And I, I know Chelsea's after all these centered, central defenders, but I would lose my mind if Harry Maguire ends up with Chelsea. Like, I, I've been trolling Bick so much over this past month or so because of all the memes and all the jokes around United, it would be just dessert, I suppose, if Harry Maguire becomes a Chelsea player because I, I can't believe that's an actual swap being considered. I would laugh very hard because Harry Maguire <laughs> is terrible. Okay. And, like, I'm an England guy, too. And I, I say that while he's playing for the country as well. Like, Harry Maguire is awful. Can you but... describe the Harry Maguire viewing experience? Like, how do you feel as a fan when he's playing for your team? It was like watching Geno Smith trying to throw the football yesterday. <laughs> it was awful. And the worst part, he's like the most expensive center back in the world. Yeah, he did. Imagine, did. imagine being that highly paid and that highly touted and being that bad. Well, I mean, it's, you know, they're going to try to recreate that with Casemiro. They're paying him. What, so are we eight? talking about Louis Erickson or <laughs> are we talking about Harry Maguire? <laughs> How much are they paying Casemiro now? I don't like Casemiro, But though. 80 million? Like 80 that. million euros? He's like 30 years old. What's going on? I mean, a lot of daughter teams pay a lot of thirty-year-olds a lot of money. Yeah, fair so. enough. All right, Earth. Uh, I'll stop trolling you by United. That's okay. I can take the heat. I know. I know you're good. We'll yeah. see what happens. I won't. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of league championships and Champions Leagues to look back on. <laughs> yeah, the the dawn of the Premier League uh, wasn't yeah. that long ago. Can you believe it was actually you know over twenty years ago now? Well, it's going to come back, and uh, you know everything's going to take shape and form here, and Arsenal's going to be back down in the bottom. Oh, come on now, so. Arsenal's Arsenal's golden age is coming. Don't you worry. <laughs> that actually, that have you started? Have you guys watched the uh, Amazon Prime Docs, like the, the one that's on them right now? Yeah, yeah I've been watching it. Yeah, I'm um, two really episodes good. in. Two episodes yeah, in thus far. I love great. the Obama Yang stuff. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> see, I, I love to see that kind of you know access for the NHL when they do all or nothing. I mean, I know that oh, the Leafs did theirs a little bit. What a guy speeding away in his Lambo! Whole, you yeah. don't have enough time for me in the NHL and stuff like that. I know. I hear you. All right, Irf, go enjoy your weekend. All right, gentlemen, be well. All right, uh, that's Irf Angafar. Always a pleasure getting him on the show. And 
I just can't see the whole United Harry Maguire coming to Harry Maguire is not coming to Chelsea. Sad if happening. he does, man. If he goes to Chelsea, uh, that'll be wild. That'll well, be wild. I, I'm saying what's happening is one of two things is happening. I don't think this is legit. So I, for, I, I, for soccer fans, just to clarify, Chelsea, Sats Club, mm-hmm. the pride of West London, yeah. has been linked to Harry Maguire, who is the most overrated player. What's arguably equi- in arguably arguably in global football right now, based on his price. Who's the, who has the worst contract for a defenseman in the National Hockey League right now? It used to be PK Subban. Yeah, but that contract's uh, done. That one's done. Is it Vlasic? Brent it, Burns. Brent Burns. But I, I mean, they retain salary on. I think him, it's, I think it's Vlasic. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Eric Carlson has like you know ten million years left at like eleven million still. The Sharks of last year, essentially. Uh, yeah. Any, just pick one. And Vlasic is older, but yeah, I think Vlasic as of like. Two, three years, he hasn't been anywhere near the defenseman he used to be. So that might be it. You know, I'll give you an example. Uh, it's like the Islanders trading uh, Beauvillier for Edward, uh, Mark Edward Vlasic. It would make no sense. Yeah. Even though Beauvillier may not be, like, Pulisic is good. I know he struggled, so I'm, give, I'm giving him the, the Beauvillier vibes because yeah, he's not playing as well, despite just, being Captain America and all that stuff. Despite uh, American media telling us that he's the next LeBron or Wayne Gretzky, he's yeah. not, but he's, he's still good. He's still good. He's still good. That's the type of trade it would be because Pulisic has a couple of years left on his contract. Harry Maguire signed into infinity with, with all the money they spent to bring him in. Huge wages as well. It just makes no sense. Why would you make that swap? No, it doesn't. But it would be hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Not for you, but for everybody else. Oh, I know. I, I It's it's one of two things, like I mentioned. It's either uh, United is doing everything they can to conjure up some interest in Harry Maguire, whose name was thrown out a couple of days ago. It's like, Chelsea's interested. If you want him, come and get him. Yeah. Or it's Chelsea, actually, because they're trying to get Wesley Fofana from Leicester, who's not playing this weekend amidst uh, all the interest, and he's being unsettled. He wants to go to Chelsea and all that stuff. Maybe putting pressure on Leicester to be like, hey, if you don't budge on your price, you're going to have an unhappy player, and we're going to go sign Harry Maguire. If I'm Leicester, I'm like, go ahead. Good luck. Have fun. Harry Maguire. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Exactly. Uh, Harry Maguire. So, okay, on the Manchester United front, Liverpool, with Harry Maguire, they're playing Liverpool uh, this weekend. Man U, Liverpool, both teams that are struggling right now. Yeah. Right? So, ideally, I think for me and you, I can't speak for you, but I hope a draw happens. But low-key, I hope Man United gets annihilated. Yeah, I don't... I mean, honestly, because um, because I, I have some hopes for Chelsea not only finishing top four, but maybe, you know, pressing for a little bit higher, maybe finishing second, maybe somehow, some way challenging if you could grab grab a couple more players challenging city or yeah. something so preferably because united already has no points I, i'd rather see united pick up points i mean a draw would be great one point each yeah but if i had to choose a vic- victor i'd rather see united win over okay because i'm thinking of it from you know ambition and motive and ambition side of things well, i'm being petty yeah uh, i remember that you were talking about the all or nothing arsenal and there was the hey first three matches they lost there was terrible I want United to get four losses in a row to start off the year. I want, I'm going petty. I want them to surpass what Arsenal did last year uh, and be worse. Break our record. Make it uh, seem even less. All right. Uh, a lot of fun, um, as always, on the People's Show and always fun chatting a little bit of soccer. We'll have some more thoughts on the other side. But before we get to all that, it is time for Turf Trivia. And the defending champion of Turf Trivia is the city of Langley. And the prize, well, it is entry into the People Show Fantasy Football League, and this is the final entry that is being given out in Turf Trivia, Randy. That's right, and uh, Jordan in Langley won yesterday, so he's the penultimate winner of uh, Turf Trivia when it comes to this Fantasy Football League. But today's question, we haven't really talked about it yet, but we will. 
Carey Price, not going to start the year with the Montreal Canadiens, and pretty unlikely to play at all next year. Carey Price won the Hart Trophy in 2015. He is one of only seven goalies to ever do so. Only one has won the Hart Trophy more than once. Who is that goalie? Who is that goalie? All right, get your thoughts in. Dunbar Lumber, 650-650. Text message inbox, not thoughts. The answer. Text your answer in. Let us know what the answer is. And and on on the other side, we'll recap what's happening around the National Hockey League. You mentioned Carey Price. Well, his career could be coming to an end. We'll discuss what's going on with him. What was his career like? And a lot more. Plus, Don't At Me is coming up for your chance to win tickets to watch a Vancouver Canadiens for a nooner at the Nat. That and more on The People Show on Sportsnet 650. Final hour of the show. Turf trivia. Man. Let's just say that uh, people are really vying hard for that final spot available for the People Show Fantasy Football League. A lot of texts coming in during the break. A lot of right answers. Some wrong ones, but mostly right. Let's remind you what that question was. Carey Price won the Hart Trophy in 2015. He is one of only seven goalies to ever do so. Who is the only goalie to win the Hart more than once? The correct answer, and a lot of you got this. There's only one answer. There's only one answer. His name is Dominic Hasek. The Dominator. 97 and 98. He won it back-to-back years. So many right answers. So many options to choose from. The randomizer selected... And this person's been buying hard all week. Rager and Langley. Woo. Rager gets into the league. So congratulations, Rager. Uh, you are officially into the league. All right. So he, he gets the spot. So how many more spots are available? So as of right now, after I update my little, uh, little document here, yes. I've, I've been, uh, we've got 10, I think, uh, actually, hold on. We've got, I believe, 12 left. So we're doing two. Uh, 14 left, sorry. So, so we're doing two leagues. Two leagues of 12. Two, two groups, essentially. Two leagues, and then the winner of each league meets in a final. Correct. Uh, last year, what we did was... We most did points. Most points. So they go head-to-head, but the winner, like the final, it will go to the finals, and whoever's in the final of their respective league, they win, but the, the points for dictates who wins the overall league as well. So the points for is going to determine who exactly. wins the overall Exactly. So there'll be a prize for the overall winner right. with the highest point total, but also the... The first, you know, the runner-up will also get a prize. So, still 14 spots available. Uh, people are texting in. This one says, the fix is in. Never, man. And Torgi says, rigged. LOL. So, I've got uh, the randomizer still up on my computer. Uh, I know you computer. did. I know. I, stream right here. I can uh, I can show it to the folks as well. There's the... Yeah, oh, it's a randomizer. It's a The be- randomizer's yeah. right... Oh, oh now, now you went to HockeyDB. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets are revealed. There you go. There, you go. Uh, there yeah. we go. All no, right, there's a bunch of names on there. It's all on the up and up. It's all in the up and up. So it's still 14 spots available, though. How many are you saving for at-large bids? And there's also the, um, obviously, obviously you you can... Um, bribe your way in. Bribe your way in, yeah. yeah. Could do a good deed is like uh, the way I say how, it. So. How do you determine the other at-large bids? The other at-large bids. So we're going to have a... You're going to text in next week and tell okay. us what you'd like to... What you're willing to do. Uh, so 
we'll figure that out. We're going to have, what we're going to do is like on a daily, a daily, you know, bribe awarding. So we'll see how that goes. But the other at-large ones, like the invites to, to maybe you sat if you want to take it or some other yeah. individuals, those will be coming. There's going to be, I think about in total, another two or three of those. Okay. But the rest, you can bribe your way in or do a good deed and come in. Uh, like I mentioned, um, if the people want my spot, I'll, I'll happily give it to the people, but it may not be up to me to decide. It is up to you, the league master, to decide. I'm you not, and Vic. I'm this s- means Sat does not want to be in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Read in between the lines. Uh, absolutely. He's like, man, I got enough stuff to deal with. So Vic basically said, hey, I'm off for a few weeks. You do it. When I get back, we'll do it however it is. So he's he's basically left it to me. So it's, it's all up to you then. Uh, t- uh, Rager is texting back at Orgy's. No, to Orgy. To at Orgy. <laughs> saying, if it was rigged, I would have been in last year. Tr- that's true. Rager... Wanted very, very, you know, he wanted a lot. Couldn't get into the league last year. I th- uh, this one says, I love how to randomize. You just randomly picks the people who text in every single day. And text you read every single day. Hey, people that text in a lot will have a better chance of getting in. That's just that's just facts. You text more. Guess what? You have more text messages to choose from potentially. Man, I am telling you right now, there is nothing. Like, I don't, I take this league very seriously. I'm not rigging anything. And that, and that doesn't mean like texting the same day multiple times, like the same answer. It's just like if you're trying every day yes. each week, you're gonna have a better chance. Yeah, and and again, um, you know, to the text, I think it's Chris and Duncan, but but essentially to his point, Torgi and I mean Rager last year, despite I'd say texts per sixty per show is Rager number one. Like he's he's very high on the list, right? You would say like top sure. five at you know text per sixty. As a listener. Throughout the day. Throughout the day. I'd say he's top five. He didn't make the league last year. He didn't. He didn't. I felt bad, but he didn't. If there was a fix, people that would text him that much would be given a spot. So just so you know, you interact more, you'll have a better chance of getting in. So instead of whining about other people getting in, text in more. That's all. Exactly. And sign your text. Exactly. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Thank you for standing up for my (laughs) reputation. My honor. All right. That's enough of that. But it's exciting. We've finished the turf trivia thing. And the, you know what it is, though? There's a lot of bribes that are coming in. Some people <laughs> saying, hey, I'll give to charity. I'll do this. I'll do that. Next week, Monday, you won't be here, but yeah. Izzy's going to be filling in for you. Yeah, yeah. Come with your best bribe or your good deed. It doesn't have to necessarily be. Bribes, yeah, right. it doesn't have to necessarily. Like, I don't I don't want to benefit from this. Let's do some Let's do some good things. All right, I'm down. Good, de- good deeds. They go a long way as well. Uh, this text here. Sat, I will take your spot. I have a championship to reclaim. Rizzo from the Ridge. Again, I will not be able to decide who gets the spot. And if I get a spot, if Randeep decides to to send me a spot, I will I will probably accept it. Okay. If you send it to me. All right. If you don't send it to me, I'm not saying I'm going to be upset, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we got a lot of bribes coming in already. Dan from Vancouver saying, personal training sessions for a team spot. Get you guys more ripped than D. DJ Metcalf. Uh, who the heck is DJ Metcalf? DJ, DK Metcalf. I want to be more ripped than DK Metcalf, not DJ Metcalf. Is that like his brother who's not as ripped? He's trying to trick you. It's like, hey, no, I saw. I said DJ Metcalf. Listen, I'm a basketball coach. I'll make sure you're you're as good as Cody Bryant. You mean Kobe or Cody? No, no, Cody. Cody. No, Cody. Okay. He plays in New Mexico State. He's on the bench. Text more, LOL. The randomizer hates my guts. That's Jeffro texting in. Jeffro, Je- Jeffro has been texting in every segment. We're we doing turf trivia. Are we doing turf yeah, trivia? I'm, I love Jeffro, one of our loyal listeners. If I was going to rig this thing, Jeffro's probably at the top of the list. Yeah. But I'm Can't not rigging it. it. I'm not rigging it. 
Okay, uh, Gurminder, the mortgage specialist. If I get a spot to win the fantasy football league, uh, to play in the if, if I get a spot and win, okay. So Gurminder is smart. He said, if I, if I get a spot and win, it's a classic like realtor move. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do something, but something else has to happen. Like it's, it's kind of a bait and switch. Right. It says, if I get in and win, I will do someone's mortgage and give them my commission. Is that okay, even so legal? I don't know. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is now. It is, it is now. <laughs> I like how people are putting their reputation on the line to get into this league. <laughs> well, I love the, if I get a spot, not just get a spot, but says if I get a spot and I win, it's like, let me get a free play. But if I win, I'll give you something. It's like, no, you got to give something first. Your winning would be the cherry on and top. And you got to follow through it. Like I said last year, Johnny and Ladysmith, I'm looking at you. You said you're opening a brewery and having the people show beer. And it was somehow going to incorporate me, you and... And uh, Dan on the on the in the beer in the logo. I, I haven't seen the beer sat. So have we I'm, heard of Johnny? Have we heard from Johnny? We have not. First of all, Johnny, if you're doing all right, let us know. Second of all, where the hell is the beer? We want answers to both of them. Uh, all right. Really good stuff. Uh, this one says Dan from Van. My bribe is a good deed turning soft into steel. I mean. I'm not saying I can't use a personal trainer. Sure, you can always use some some personal trainer advice. But, I mean, you don't need to convince me to go into the gym. No. Uh, You got to convince me a little bit. But, (laughs) but Sat, you don't have to. And, hey, I'm okay with going to the gym. I I go. It's been rough since I came back from vacation. I'm not going to lie. But... I want to be like DK Metcalf. I don't want to be like DJ Metcalf, man. You got to come with the right Metcalf. (laughs) Bring me the DK. Uh, just to remind everybody how long it took Mike and Victoria to win Turf Trivia. I've been trying forever. It's going to come to you eventually if you keep trying, but I'm still waiting for my tickets at WWE. So. Yeah, the event's, the event's happening in a little bit, so you got some time. Johnny from Ladysmith did open a brewery, and it's amazing. It's called Bayview Brewing. Okay. So, so now we have a name. Yeah. I'll look up a contact page, and I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this. All right, we need, to, we need to find if our beer is being sold on the island. All right? I've just Googled Bayview brewing so congratulations johnny congratulations See, what question. happens he starts having success and forgets about forgets us little a... people exactly <laughs> 4.9 stars on google look at not that. surprised not surprised not surprised i wonder how that people's show beer is uh delivering I- i'm gonna go look at the menu now Seth. yeah <laughs> uh, congratulations I, to johnny i found Lynch, the though. menu by the way okay any any people show beer so at least on the one this was posted three hours ago on their facebook page I do not see a people show beer. No. Sad. Very oh, sad. Man. Heartbroken. All right. And that's why this year the bribes have, have to, be, to be followed through. Have, no, they have to be paid up front. I'm going to have a lawyer sitting next to me as we take these bribes and we're going to write contracts. You know how we, how, you know how um, like mortgage loans and like those things have been revised now? Like, you know, certain, you have to put a certain amount of down. Like we're revising um, what you have to put down as a down payment. When, when it comes to what you're promising to be part of the league. Like, you have to, you have to follow through before. You can't be like, oh, yeah, I'll follow. You have to follow through before you get gain entry. Yeah, it's got to be like, hey, uh, I want half up front. Yeah. <laughs> this one says the food is amazing, too. I don't I, I don't doubt it. I, I do not like doubt it. I'd like to visit. Yeah, so do I. All right. There you go. Shouts to uh, Johnny and Ladysmith. No, no, no. No shouts. You don't get shouts no, unless you, you I, make I, a beer. I'm happy for them. Oh, but I'd still like him to follow through. Is my point? Yes, I'm happy for your success, 
There's a lot of menu pictures, so I'll go through them all. Maybe it was in the past, and it's just out of rotation now. Yeah, it could be. Sometimes it happens. Things kind of they move around. <laughs> Brendan from South Surrey. I will go to Ladysmith and sit outside the brewery until a people show beer is made. <laughs> the people yeah. want the beer. He caps out. The local news follows a man from Surrey camped out in front of a local brewery. Demanding them to change the name of a beer. <laughs> Edge and Port Moody. Let the trainer in. He'll draft David Carr in the fifth round. <laughs> Edge and Port Moody. <laughs> this is not nice. Marcus and Gibson says Randeep, one star a one star rating can destroy that four. No, 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 no. no, no. D- don't do disingenuous ratings ever. Never. It's not especially for businesses, especially small businesses that work so hard. Like be kind. It, it matters a lot. Absolutely. I would, I would say give it a five out of five, but also in your review, be like, hey. Yes, we're patiently waiting. Yeah, give the review and then and then give your suggestion. Uh, Tambir asks, "Are you guys outraged over the new BC uh, liquor store law? You see what happened today?" I I did, and uh, my WhatsApp groups are going wild right now. But you know what? I am not outraged. You know why? I've been stocking up for the sucker for a long time, man. I'm not like Friday liquor store guy that goes to the no, liquor store I, on Friday. I'm usually like I'm I'm pretty organized in general. Like yeah. I, I I usually um like today after work I have to I have to make a bit of a run and get a few different things. But usually I I have the backups already. So like you know yeah, I yeah. get stuff ahead of time and I and, you know like, like for instance like if you have like lad wrap you have an extra one in the pantry type of deal. Like I I always am prepared for stuff. Um I heard the rule today. So you can't buy more than what three of any kind of liquor unless it's beer. Yes. Um, so I walked by the liquor store when I was on my way to work today. Cause the liquor store is right by where I live and it was busy this morning. <laughs> like oh, I know yeah. it's busy on Fridays, but when that news broke, it was really busy. So I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I don't need something that bad, but I definitely need to get something on my way back. Cause you know, I want to get it for the weekend. Should I be concerned about them being out of product then by the time I go this afternoon? Like, is, is it that dire here right I now? I think people are or... freaking out right now, but I don't think it should be that dire. And remember, uh, there are other liquor stores that are open as well, right? So it's not only like BC Liquor Store, uh, proud partner of the station as well. They we yeah. we run the ads, of course, but there are other options. And Sad, I'm not worried because I've been stocking up for like years. Like if if we go like a year without any sort of alcohol coming into the province, I'm good to go. Yeah, so I'm I'm ready to go. I I am going to profess some ignorance here. I'm not even I'm not even sure what is going on. Like I know there's some sort of a job strike. Action. There's yeah. job action. Yeah. I know that. But I'm not I'm not quite sure. Who's doing the job action exactly? So there's rotating strikes, right? So there's, uh, uh, you know, yeah. like folks that works at dis- distribution centers or so. All right. I see. I see. I see. Uh, you know, essentially government employees union has taken strikes. So there's going to be rotating strikes. I see. So you got to, you got to be, uh, you got to be mindful of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, uh, alcohol. Yeah. A lot of text. What would the people show beer taste like? Disappointment. <laughs> What are you talking about? What? What? Sorry, that's when that's when Central's back. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. What? Tears. No, no. Come on now. Guys. What kind of beer would you want to have though? Like, I mean, um, it's got to be like a like a summery, like a like a like, like not not a not a. I think the thing is, you can't you can't, can't get too specific. Or a porter, you see, right? I don't know. Like, if if you go. I think if you go too hoppy or you go too IP, if you do IPA or whatever, I think your limit, I might catch flack for this. Just a lager. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Safe. You want it to taste nice, good. crisp lager. I don't want it to taste like, you know, oh, there's hints of this and there's hints of that. Like, like, like no. A, like it, a pills or a lager. If my beer tastes yeah. like dirt, 
I'm not going to enjoy it. No. You know, no. sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, here's a, it's a, like a, a hints of pine cones. And like, <laughs> no, just give me a beer. What I will say is I've been scrolling. They post the menu every day. Very convenient. You're still on the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of great soups that I've, I've seen. It looks amazing. I see a lot of beers that don't have an actual name yet. So I think oh. all Johnny would have to do is just throw the people show on one of them. Just throw the name on one of them. You know what the funny thing is? I'm not even sure if his name is Johnny. <laughs> I just remember it's in ladies. Wow. I feel like it's John and ladies. We, we may have been gamed. I feel like it's John and Lady Smith. Yeah. I think he found, uh, you know, a bunch of marks. You know what we should do? We should call the brewery right now and ask for Johnny. Johnny, if this was like, I have the number. If this was early '90s Letterman, he would do should exactly. Should just do it that. live on air. You want to call him right now and see? Can we, can we just ask for a Johnny? This, hey, uh, Josh, you say you say that's a bad idea. That used to be radio back in the oh. '90s and '80s. Yeah, like live call and just call somebody live. Let's just see what happens. We actually did that um, to Toronto. On uh, the playbook way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Remember when LeBron James owned uh, the Raptors? That's right. We called some Toronto businesses and said, uh, what do you guys make of Toronto being renamed LeBronto? People were just so confused. <laughs> they were so confused. <laughs> We've got now people texting in, like Torgy, do it! <laughs> I mean, if you want me to, I can, but it's going to be really embarrassing if there isn't someone named John there. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I think so, It's too. worth a shot. Uh, Amar on Twitter says, Toilet paper was the first thing to run out during COVID. What's the first booze to run out during the strike? Great question. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to be some sort of uh, vodka soda. I've, that's all the rage everywhere, right? The vodka sodas would be the first ones to go. Because beer you're allowed to have. There's no limit on, right? Yeah, canned no. cocktails. Do we know? No, no. Yeah, I don't know. It would probably have to be... The uh, vodka soda drinks now, wouldn't it? For sure. Would, would it? Be, I mean, okay. So people love White Claw. I'm not a big White Claw person. Neutrals are seem popular. I think it would be a toss up between neutral or White Claw. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that like White Claws. I'm with you. I'm not a White Claw guy. I'd yeah. rather go neutrals or or nude. Nude. Yeah. Yep. One of those two. I'm on the Truly train now. Personally. Sorry. What is that? Truly, it's another vodka soda. Oh, that was not bad. Yeah, it's all right. I you like, like Truly. I like the. You berries. think that's the one that's going to run out first? I don't know if it would run out first though. <laughs> Definitely White Claw. Uh, Daniel and Comox. Why would the people show beer be summery? You guys have been on holiday all summer. <laughs> yeah, if we're actually physically here, mentally we've been on holiday. Yes, uh, uh, and uh, I'm on holiday after today, so <laughs> I'll see you guys after Labor Day. You know what? Actually, Daniel and Comox makes a great point because we work. <laughs> Almost six, seven days a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From October, to essentially when hockey it's dark season, and dreary. Hockey season, there's not a many days off. And Sat, when is it that we drink the most? It's usually during <laughs> hockey season <laughs> to to basically, you know, go with what's going on, right? Like, hey, good. long work day, or I'll have a drink. Randeep's just trying to cope, okay? Uh, <laughs> the people show beer would taste like a bad imitation, like Richo's imitations. His accent imitation. Uh, Tor- Torgan, neutral seven is the only one. That's a, that's a little, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't at me is coming up here in a second. So if you have any don't at me submissions, get them ready. And, you know, we've been giving away a lot of stuff today. Uh, we gave away the last entry into the People Show Fantasy Football mm-hmm. League. But like Randeep was, you know, we were just talking about, there are other ways for you to claw your way into the Fantasy Football League. We gave away tickets to the BC, uh, the stadium tour at BC Place as well and now it is time for us to give away a pair of tickets to 
the Vancouver Canadians in Nooner at the Nat because we are going to play Don't At Me. And Don't At Me is brought to you by Lease Busters. Get out of your vehicle lease with ease, confidence, and a Lease Busters leasing specialist to guide you through the journey. Go to leasebusters.com to start the process today. Your takes uninterrupted. Don't at me. Text in your submissions to 650 All right, I got one here to kick things off. All right. Don't at me, but Johnny is not only the most popular person in Ladysmith, he's the most popular person in BC right now. Apparently, we can confirm that it is Johnny and Ladysmith at Bayview. And this texture right now from Ladysmith texting in, Johnny and Ladysmith has been told he's being talked about. Is that Johnny and Ladysmith texting in? I don't know. Maybe. We got a call, and I was like, oh, maybe. It was not. It was no. not Johnny. Was there it somebody acting? Was that somebody pretending to be Johnny? No, no, no. It was somebody uh, asking for the tickets. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Don't at me. It was a, yeah. yeah. You explained that. But there we go. The Power of the People show. Yeah. Don't at me. Bayview Brewery got the best promotion they can ever get today on this show. Talk about a, a 20 minute segment. There's going to be people <laughs> flocking from the mainland to Bayview this week, just based on this conversation. Don't at me. I will be one of them. I have looked at this menu way too much. I really want to go now. He's going to be, you're going to be waiting on the, for the ferry and just jumping over. <laughs> yes. I, funny thing. I was actually considering going to the island next week because I'll be heading out of town for a little bit. Uh, Lady Smith would have been on the, on the docket, but now I'm staying mainland. Yeah. I might change my plans again though. Uh, this one says, don't add me. Sat runs with no arm swing. I've seen it. Tony from East Van. No, I swing my arms when I run. Unless unless I was jogging and I had a backpack on. You know, if you have a backpack, you may hold the backpack if you jog right. or something. If that happened, maybe. But no, I swing my arms when I run. I'm not I'm not weird. I'm not strange. Can you run? <laughs> well, you I mean, I, I can run. I just can't cut. Ah. Straight line is okay. So you're like Ricky from Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can run in a straight line, but you can't cut. <laughs> no, I can't cut. Can't cut. That's one of the worst scenes in any movie history. The guy's supposed to be like a five-star recruit. And he was running in a straight line down the alley. Like, you're getting shot at, man. All right, this one. Don't at me. Unsigned. Randeep is dipping into his wedding reception stash of booze. (laughs) Hey, man. You have a a stash of booze for various reasons. That might be one of them. Uh, Germinder, the mortgage specialist. Don't at me. But anyone would take that deal. And it's legal. So when he said that if he gets entry into the fantasy football league and he wins, he'll uh, he'll sell somebody's home and put the mortgage, give the mortgage back. He says it's legal. The, commi- the commission would he'd, he'd give the commission back. Uh, Germinder, I believe you. I'm not adding you, but I'm going to run that by my lawyer first. <laughs> All right. We got this one here. Tanbeer coming in with, don't at me. The Flames are the next San Jose Sharks. That implying uh, big contracts and going to end their tenure off with a Stanley Cup. Perhaps. Perhaps. Could happen. Uh, this one. Don't at me. People show beer would need to be uh, a combo of cilantro for Randy, marinara for Dan, and avocado for Seth. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> I like the hint of cilantro. I don't know about the marinara, though. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine a beer with a hint of marinara? And wouldn't Bic be involved now, too? So you got to throw something in for Bic. Oh, yeah. You got to bribe Bic, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Raj from Cloverdale. Don't at me. The Grizzlies will ro- relocate back to Vancouver by 2027. Mm. I hope so. So before Vegas and Seattle. Yeah. And potentially Mexico City. Would that be before though? Because technically like they could expand to Vegas and Seattle and then relocate 
But I mean, I feel now that Memphis has jaw. They're not moving. They're probably not. I I'd love to see it. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, okay, we have an update. You, you same one, right? Uh, I'm going to come with this one first, though. Torgy, don't at me. Ladysmith Tourism is going to have a highest highest ever weekend. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, Don, uh, Daniel and Colmock says, It is Bayview. I literally built Bayview Brewing with my bare hands as a stainless steel welder. Huge shout out to Rod and Johnny. We got a text. We, we got, did? We got a text from Johnny. Did we verify this as Johnny? Uh he, there's a lot of love in this text. Let me read it. It's not don't at me, but I feel like we yeah. got to read it immediately. Yes. <laughs> hey, this is actually Johnny from Ladysmith. Someone just said you guys were chatting about us, and the people <laughs> show beer. Let's get together and brew that beer. For real, I'm sorry you haven't been listening. Just been slammed since opening day in April. Love you guys. Miss listening to you. Johnny and the ladies. Well, Johnny, I will say, uh, if you missed this segment, make sure to go and listen to the podcast. It is available on Spotify. So if you missed the show, you can always listen. To it was the just a 20 minute commercial for your brewery. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you, you know what this, you know what this, means, he though? should hang, he, what he should do is put that segment on loop at his brewery, like on loop. On loop. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a mental asylum. <laughs> Just on loop. Just keep on listening to it. It's like, right. it's like the it's like the Marshawn Lynch one again. Over and over and over and over and over and over. We got uh so you know what that means though. At some point, at some point, few of us gotta we gotta head down to Ladysmith. We do. Sounds like it's I'm a down. deal. I'm down to go. Sats off next week. Randeep's off next week. Well, I mean, next week might be tough for me, but you the got, week after you guys have plans. <laughs> I got plans next week. The week after is absent free time. You know what we were talking about a road trip <laughs> earlier on in the <laughs> Lady show? Smith? That actually might happen. That might actually happen. All right, where were we? Uh, Phil in Anaimo. Don't at me. With inflation, I can't afford a secret stash of alcohol. It's gone the same night. Okay, fair enough. I've, this has been a, like a multi-year project for me, guys. It's not like I started this yesterday. <laughs> uh, we got this one. Dex coming in with Don't at me. Apple TV MLB is horrendous. Yeah. Oh, so uh, the, uh, the the Blue Jays game is on Apple TV, but you can listen to the game right here on Sportsnet exactly. 650. Exactly. If you don't like that experience, you listen to it right here on Sportsnet 650. Yeah. I I will say, I like the uh, presentation of the Apple TV games. They have a lot of cool things that I don't think uh, most broadcast casters have access to. But other than that, it's a, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. As his moments. All right, final one. Don't at me from uh, Vicky and Poco. All the naysayers who are underestimating Chiefs offense without Tyreek. Just look at the drive by Mahomes in the preseason. Six or seven touchdown drives, six different receivers, plus Isaiah Pacheco and healthy Clyde Edwards-Elaire backyard bar QB dangerous this season. All right. I almost said backyard barbecue. I know. I was going to say, sorry, <laughs> what? I did buy some backyard barbecue uh, chips the other day. <laughs> that is so focused on the weekend and his time off. For the next two weeks, man is text is reading text and thinking. I got my back, I got my chips now. I need to get my refreshments. Some on my way home. All right, all right. Perhaps you can pick up a uh, people show beer. At all right. Some point. Uh, we have to pick a winner, uh, and the winner gets to go see a nooner at the net. We'll announce the winner on the other side as we continue here on the People Show on Sports on Six Fifty.